Games rated E to M. Welcome to Nintendo Power Podcast. This episode, we discuss Terry Bogard joining Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, our reactions to beating Luigi's Mansion 3, and more. My name is Chris Slate, and joining me today is Anthony Foster from the social media team at Nintendo of America. Hi, Anthony. How's it going, Chris? Great. Thanks for coming back on the show. Yeah. And joining us for the first time is Demetrius Boggs from Nintendo Treehouse. Hi, Demetrius. Hey, guys. How's it going? Great, great. Thanks for being here. And um, now we're going to start off by talking about uh, Terry Bogard joining Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Anthony, I know around here at the office, you're a major Super Smash Bros. Ultimate player. And Demetrius, you've been actually in Treehouse been able to play as Terry for a while now. So I definitely wanted to talk to you guys as someone who's looking forward to playing this character myself and find out as much as I can about him and kind of what we can do to, to get off to a good start with this character. So Demetrius, let's just start with you. What What's your kind of personal take on this character? Uh, no bias here, but I think this is probably the, the most fun I've ever had playing a fighter in any of the Smash games. Wow. Um, for those who have played as Ken in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, I think they'll right away kind of get a familiar feeling with Terry. Terry's a bit slower, but he hits so hard. It just feels like you're getting hit by a truck with a lot of his combos. And he has such a, a vast tool set to kind of prepare you for many different moments. I'm really excited to see what people can do um, in the community, the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate community, to show all these different types of combos. I have been trying a lot of different paths and just trying to see what type of damage I can deal. And it's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to seeing what people can do. Um, yeah, it's it's super, super cool to play with a character like this before. Um, never been before, excuse me, um, that has, for example, he has a back special. That's something that nobody's ever seen in uh, this series before. So to be able to actually have an additional move that most other characters don't have is going to just right there add something that, you know, it's brand new to the game. Super cool. Mm -hmm. And there's there's more things that Terry can do that are, are kind of unique to his character, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so on top of that, so um, he has one additional back special. Um, on top of all of that, um, for example, gosh, he has so many options. I have to think off the top of my head. You have a dodge attack. So when you spot dodge, as most players know, um, that's dodging down or stationary, you can uh, press the attack button immediately after, and you can attack much faster. Uh, this will allow your upper half of your body to be invulnerable, so you can dodge someone trying to jump in on you or do a specific attack and uh, counterattack and lean into something else. On top of that, when he gets really, really strong, and in my opinion, incredibly fun, is when you hit 100%, a little go icon pops over Terry's uh, face or icon itself. And at that point, you can actually activate super special moves. And he has two different ones. He has the Buster Wolf and he has the Power Geyser, which are both incredibly explosive and smash power. They, I believe they do around 24% each. Wow. On, on damage. It's crazy. So, yeah, it's it's amazing. And you can combo into these super special moves from other attacks. 
and, <laughs> and it allows you to do some really, really fun stuff. I've been kind of terrorizing the CPU just playing. And for those um, who have been playing around the office and get the ability to play me, I think I've been having a lot of fun kind of showing them the ropes and just showing how powerful this character can really be. Yeah, honestly, like I don't even know where to begin to just talk about how excited I am for this character. Um, it, it kind of speaks to one of the things I love the most about um, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is that you can play the game any way you want just depending on which character you pick, right? Every character kind of has their own fun moves, uh, combos, things like that. And Terry is just kind of like a testament to that because it has so much homage to the original character from all the different mm -hmm. games, um, King of Fighters and, and Fatal Fury games, um, that, you know, there's inputs, right? Like you can you can get more power out of your moves with inputs. Um, uh, like Demetrius mentioned, there's a back special, something that's never been seen in this game before. Um, and then you've even got the two the two super special moves at the, at, you know, when you get to 100, like it all just kind of adds up to where it feels like you're playing a fight, like a, like a King of Fighters game, but it has a nice twist on it and a spin on it, just so much that for fans, they really get that enjoyment out of it, but they're also still playing Super Smash Bros. Like it's it's just, it's really, it's really cool. Um, and, and one of the things, and to be honest, I, I, I don't know if you mentioned this, I can't remember, but um, you can cancel out of moves, which is insane. Mm -hmm. Like if you kind of think about it from like a, a tournament perspective, I mean, you could imagine somebody like being down on the ropes and then just, nailing a combo where they're canceling or they're spot dodging and doing these crazy counters there's so many cool things so i'm super excited for this character i think people who still are kind of not as familiar with terry should be excited as well it's going to be really fun just to add real quick to to what, what anthony was saying one of the things that stood out the most and you're right the canceling is really fun is doing air attacks so when you're playing a game like Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, a lot of times people will always follow up, you know, in in the air with special attack or regular attacks. But what makes Terry unique is not only can you follow up with a regular attack, you can then cancel that into a special attack. And that adds so much more power to your repertoire and especially when you're on the edges of the stage, it really makes them extremely dangerous and really fun. Also, though, uh, try not to power dunk off the edge like I do and kill yourself. <laughs> yeah, you could uh, <laughs> or KO yourself. I take a say. quick L that way, right? <laughs> yeah, real fast. <laughs> now it sounds like Terry is has a lot going for him. A lot of really cool, powerful techniques that are unique to this character. Actually, reminds me a little bit of. Um, uh, I mean, it's it's different, but I think about how Little Mac has that KO punch that you can power up to something mm -hmm. special. You kind of get after after getting into the mix a little bit. Or even like um, Rue and Ken, who you can kind of play them and approach them um, in the way that you would the fighting games that they're originally from, with, uh, like Anthony said, their original input commands and things like that for certain moves. Or you can approach them purely as Super Smash Bros. characters. So there's a lot there that's kind of interesting for me, even though I personally am not super familiar with a lot of the games that Terry is from. It just sounds like, um, you know, it's a great representation of, of, you know, fighting game history within Super Smash Bros. And I always love that. That, that historical aspect of the game. But for a character that has so much going for him, Demetrius, what's something or what are some areas where, I don't know, does this character have a weakness? Like what, what have these people in the treehouse been doing against you when you come at them with Terry all you know, strong with those moves and stuff? Yeah, well, uh, that, that is a great question, Chris. And I feel like for, for Terry, he's going to, since I, I said he was a little slower, I think faster characters are going to be a little bit of a problem. 
And Terry is a type of character that needs setup. He needs to be able to get in and do the moves that he can do to get them available. But if someone is avoiding those or being very uh, fast or nimble, then it presents a little bit of a problem. Um, I also think characters that have a lot of fireball type moves or projectiles are what's going to also trip him up a little bit. Uh, Terry has his own projectile, but it only goes at a certain speed, and other characters may be able to kind of uh, take him down or you know pressure him a little bit in that regard. So that's where I think it's going to be a fascinating uh, matchup when coming to, when it comes to that. Um, for example, I know Joker is really powerful, and I think with um, his tool set, it'll be it'll be an interesting matchup. Um, and other characters as well. I don't know about the heavyweights. That might be something interesting too, but I feel like Terry can do a lot of combos on heavy, heavier characters. So we'll have to see where that goes with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm, I'm thinking like, as you're saying that, like, you know, I play a lot with Simon. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like that could be a difficult matchup. But again, like you said, you know, you got to be nimble. Um, and I, I feel like if somebody's accurate with that, maybe that could present a problem. Definitely, um, you know, Terry seems like, yeah, once you get in, you're in. Like, <laughs> watch mm-hmm. out, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's going to be fun. Now, Demetrius, what would you say are, 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 are some good starting tips for players that are just starting to pick up Terry and, and get used to him? Is there a general kind of mindset you need to be in? You talked a little bit about this with kind of, um, you know, kind of getting in close, having him be a bit slow, needing to kind of think ahead and set up your moves. Um, anything else that you you kind of share that might help people kind of get going with this character pretty fast? Absolutely. So I think one of the things that's going to really help your game um, with using Terry will be knowing um, when to cancel into special moves from regular attacks. Um, one of the things that makes Terry fun is he's always constantly facing his opponent. So you can use that to your advantage by jumping over your, your opponent and you'll do an attack and automatically turn around and hit them anyway. So one of his um, up attacks, or his up air, which is a somersault kick, will kick behind him. So you can actually jump over your opponent and do a somersault kick. And right when you land, you'll turn around and continue your combo. And all of these type of things can be canceled into special moves. So where I'm ultimately going with this is know that a lot of your basic attacks can be canceled into special moves. And one thing that Mr. Sakurai um, will be kind of talking about, actually, is how one of Terry's standard combos is to tap the A button twice so you can get a body blow attack. And then as soon as that body blow attack comes out, just simply tap down B and Terry's power dunk will come out. And that does a really good amount of damage. And throughout your opponent's damage percentile... Um, whether they have a little bit or a lot, that combo will still connect, and it'll do some really, really good work on your opponent. I think that would be a good start. And then just kind of learn to build off of that. What other routes can you take using different special moves and stuff like that? Cool. Yeah. Sounds- that 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 sounds really fun. And, I mean, I um, one thing that's always fun to see is just, like, a character's recovery options, right? Because there's so many different specials. And with Terry especially, you've got, like, your back special um, you've also mm-hmm. got like, you know, your up B, which is um, f- from what I've seen, also seems like it has um, s- some really strong potential. So this seems like a character that you could do a lot of different things with, especially when you get off stage, um, you know, and you need to you need to get back or you're trying to um, you're trying to ledge guard or something like that. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. <laughs> that's a really good point, too. And that's another thing that I would bring up for people to get used to is that when you're off the stage, uh, knowing which way to recover 
So um, to, for Chris, since you haven't uh, really seen anything about this, when you're off the stage, remember that I said that you're still kind of facing away from your opponent. So if you were, for most people, they would just press a button like back and B, back special to kind of go in the opposite direction to go towards the stage. Mm-hmm. Well, Terry will keep going because he has a back special. So that'll propel him forward and closer to the actual end of the stage. So you have to learn to hold in the opposite direction and wait a second, then press the B button and Terry will flip himself around and then do the special itself. So I think people need to learn how to adjust in that timing. But once they get it down, it's it's really fun. But I can't tell you how many times I've knocked myself out from doing that at low percentages and just kind of laughing to myself like, whoops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I got to get used to doing that. Yeah, and I know this feels like a character, and, and Demetrius, you definitely uh, know more about, this, more about this, but this seems like a character where, like, if you really dedicate your craft to, like, mastering the inputs and just knowing um, your combos and your cancels and stuff like that, you could be really dangerous. Like... Yeah, especially be, especially sure. when the inputs do more damage, right? It's like if you can nail those consistently. I mean, it's exactly like your classic SNK game, or like you know, a street, like a Street Fighter game, or anything like that, where it's like you master those inputs and um, all all the the timing on those things, then you know you you've got it down packed. You're going to be really dangerous. Yeah, that's another thing too. Is when doing super special moves, there's many different ways to input them. Um, I particularly like to go for the shortcut version, which I think people will see soon and how to do that. But I find it's the easiest way to execute and when uh, using it in combos. So to give an example, one of the type of combos I like to do when Terry's at 100% and he can use his super special move, I like to dash in and either go for a neutral air attack, which slightly pops your opponent up in the air. And then I will do an up tilt attack, which it looks like an uppercut. It's called wild upper. And then from there, you can immediately cancel into your power geyser. And that does an incredible amount of damage really fast. Um, even for, I think at 0%, most people can do, I think it's 48% damage, Wow, which is just wild. And if your opponent doesn't really know how to control when they get knocked up, you can actually keep that going. So for example, you can jump in the air, knock your opponent up, uh, do an up tilt, and they're still floating in the air slightly, dash after them, do another up tilt, and then do your power geyser, and that's almost 70% damage (laughs) from zero. Just boom, they're gone. So it's really fun learning to do stuff like that, and I feel like ultimately learning the shortcuts will input faster to make that easier for people to understand, but Take your time in learning this character. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. That's awesome. Well, before we move on, one aspect of this character I wanted to touch on is uh, just how much SNK love there is built into the character, the stage, the music selection, um, lots of character cameos, uh, and, Absolutely. and a lot more music tracks than uh, you know we, we normally get with a I think with a, a, a new character. So. Demetrius, is there any any particular aspect of that that really jumps out at you as, as kind of being just um, a really nice piece of uh, of, uh, of celebration there for fans of the character in this Fatal uh, Fatal Fury series? There's a lot there. I really feel like you can tell that the dev team really loves this character and the, and just SNK in general. I mean, to start with, 50 songs comes with this character. That's crazy. Yeah. That's a lot of <laughs> cool lot music. Of music. <laughs> 50 songs. And it's not just from the Fatal Fury series. It's from a lot of different SNK titles, which I think a lot of fans are going to really enjoy. 
the stage King of Fighters Stadium is just a lot of fun to play on. Uh, knocking an opponent through the wall and it shattering and then a bunch of fireworks going off is really cool. And it's incredible that the developers took time to add a bunch of different characters from the King of Fighters series. And it's they appear on the stage based on the type of music that you select for the stage, which is just... That's a whole nother level of detail that you really can only find in Super Smash Brothers games. It's just incredible. It's it's incredible. Um, I really hope people enjoy that. I I do. I play with all different songs all the time. Some that I haven't even heard of in a long time, like the Psycho Soldier theme, mm. cracks me up when I hear it in English. It's just amazing. <laughs> it's just great detail. Yeah, there's always um, there's always you know so much cool detail with every character that the development team adds to this game it, it it's really amazing and so for this game you know as you mentioned different song you see different um uh, guest characters that's amazing because usually you know i try and you know play with as many songs as i can but sometimes you know you just jump in the game and you just start playing whereas now mm-hmm. i'm like I want to see which characters are going to pop up on the screen like when I pick a song, especially if you're not as familiar with um, SNK and just all the all the series w- within um, within there. So um, I'm going to be really excited to just see all the different characters on screen and, you know, all their all their cool animations and quirky little things. Same here. I've, I've got a lot of love for old school SNK going all the way back, not just to Neo Geo, but to some of their old arcade titles. So I'm going to be really interested to dig in and see exactly what's in there. Definitely. Yep. Cool. Well, thanks a lot, guys, for that. And now we're going to move on to Pros Picks, uh, which is, as usual, this is where we talk about games that we've been enjoying lately. Anthony, you want to start us off? What have you been playing lately? Um, you know, of course, I, I've been playing The Witcher a little bit, and that's one that people know about and have played quite a bit. Um, but to, to talk about one that, you know, maybe people haven't played, um, there's, a, there's a game called Into the Breach. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's an indie game um, that is uh, it's basically you can it's a strategy game where you control mechs um, and you have different loadouts on every level um, you can pick and essentially when you die you have to start over but um, you get to keep all the things you've collected and all the level ups that you've you've gotten throughout that playthrough um, so it's really fun if you're into mechs and you know kind of like a futuristic uh, style of game um, and it's strategy so you get to basically take as much time as you need in between every turn and there's even like rewind features where you know if you saw you made a, a wrong move you can go back um, so a lot of times I'll just be sitting on a move for like 30 minutes just pondering if I'm <laughs> you know making a dumb decision or not but uh, it's really fun and if you're into that that style of game um, you're definitely going to enjoy it. And I think I heard about that game back around the time that it came out and uh and I was interested in it. It's not my normal genre. I think it's similar to like a lot of the, uh, like you see, Tactics series. Yeah. And, um, but I have enjoyed those in the past. So I remember um, taking a good look at it and for whatever reason, didn't try it out then. But if you're telling me that it's really worth checking out, I might give that a look. I heard it can be challenging. You think somebody like me who doesn't normally play that type of game a lot could ease in or? Yeah, you. so I think, I think you'll be all right. I mean, it's challenging, but it's very rewarding. Um, mm-hmm. And like I mentioned earlier, you know, you know, once you die, you get to carry a little bit over to the next playthrough. So it's not so, you know, just unforgiving that you'll never get past the first level or the second level. Um, and as you play, you know, you'll gain new mechs, new equipment. So it kind of switches up the play style a little bit and the different types of damage you can deal and so forth. So um, game's awesome. Definitely try that one out. Um, you know, I got a lot of like weird quirky games um, I'm playing. I'll, I'll shout out Baba is you too. That one is <laughs> a, a puzzle game that um, is different than any puzzle game I've ever played. But 
um, yeah, you got to try that one out. And uh, if you're not Baba, you're something else on the screen. You're <laughs> all kinds of stuff. So. Super true. I've had yeah. a couple of people on this show recommend that game to me. I still yeah. haven't tried it, but they swear it's awesome and that it's it's unlike yeah. anything they've ever played before. Definitely is. <laughs> well, Demetrius, what about you? What have you been playing lately? Uh, first, I'll second Into the Breach. I played that a while back, and I loved that game. I'm a huge tactics fan myself. Um, right now, I'm playing um, Return of the Obra Dinn, ah. which is a wild game. It's it's a mystery game where you just pretty much go onto a ship um, that's returned back to port, and you have to find out what went terribly wrong and what happened to all the crewmen. And you, you'll walk around the ship looking for different clues and sometimes even rewinding time and going back and looking at a glimpse at that very particular moment of what something happened or what occurred. And it's really fun to just sit there and to deduce all the information that's going on in your environment and kind of finding every single clue of, okay, this crewman fell overboard or this crewman got on the boat and escaped after something happened. And it just slowly you start to see all this chaos unfold due to different circumstances. It's an incredible mystery game that I can't recommend enough. It's it's really, really well made. Really, really cool game. I remember seeing the trailer for this game and it has a very distinctive visual style. I don't know how to describe it because when you first see it or when I first saw the title screen, it almost looked like an old Game Boy game, but it's 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 polygon graphics. It's not 2D. But it still has this old sepia tone. Yeah, they actually, you can go in and change it. It says that it's um, a Macintosh style. That's oh, actually what, they, what uh, it's called yeah. in the options. <laughs> and you can even switch the color to represent old PC style. Uh-huh. So it's super, super fascinating. Yeah, yeah, Chris, you're right. It's It feels very Game Boy or old school-like. Yeah, that's cool. Very yeah, it's one, of the, I feel like it's one of those ones I, I had seen quite a bit um, before it was released on Nintendo Switch. And then... Um, uh, I think when I, we saw it in the Nintendo Direct a while back um, when that came out, I was pretty excited for it. I haven't gotten a chance to check it out yet, but uh, now with your, your recommendation, I definitely got to go check it out. Well, I've been spending, uh, uh, well, I spent 30 hours here recently uh, taking my sweet time playing through Luigi's Mansion 3. Uh, <laughs> oh, we can go on about that one too. <laughs> I know. it. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of the series going all the way back to the, the first game on Nintendo GameCube and... Uh, I was really looking forward to this game, and uh, and it, it didn't disappoint. I really, really enjoyed it. And and the thing about it is it really combines... The, I guess you could say that the first Luigi's Mansion really felt like this. I mean, it was a single mansion, and it really felt like that mansion was one big puzzle box. And, uh, you know, you'd kind of return to certain areas and, you know, figure out uh, you'd unlock something here to go back over here. And it seemed like every room had something to discover in it. I really appreciated that. Um, aspect of it. Then you get to Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon on Nintendo 3DS. Very much that same similar type of gameplay, but now it's split up over lots of different kind of like areas. You go from mansion to mansion, so it's it's more in, in smaller bite-sized chunks. Um, and personally, I really appreciated uh, the original uh, game structure of having it set in one mansion, but I did like the variety that having it kind of separated into different locations gave us in, in Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. So I feel like Luigi's Mansion 3 is the best of both worlds. It's one location, one giant hotel, actually, this time. And the goal is to kind of make your way up floor by floor. By floor. I think there's 15 floors plus plus two basement levels. And um, and each floor is, is such a, has such a distinct theme to it. 
So, you know, you might go to one uh, floor that we've seen in some of the, the trailers that's uh, like a medieval times area, or you might go to another area that's like a, you know, a gym or something. And it, it kind of runs the gamut of different uh, locations. And then each floor has a boss that kind of ties into that theme. And even better than just a different visual theme is I feel like they keep changing up the ways that you progress through these floors. So, you know, one floor of the mystery is all the rooms get mixed up at one point and you have to navigate your way back through, even though the map can't help you at that point. Another floor might just be one really short but epic kind of boss fight, you know. And um, and then there's all these kind of like, uh, you know, you can, you can uh, try to collect as much money uh, that you can find hidden in all the little drawers and stuff, or you can, uh, you know, collect all the gems. There's like, I think, five gems that are hidden on each floor. And, um, and then also you can find all the hidden boo ghosts. There's one per floor. So there's a lot of extra stuff you can do, or you can just kind of race through to the end, beat the bosses if you want. And, uh, but at the end you are given a grade and, um, I felt really good cause I got an A grade and then I found out, I think you can probably get a grade better than that. <laughs> but, uh, but I felt that somewhat justified the fact that I took so long, again, 30 hours playing through it. I was really just savoring it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those games where, um, you know, even if you're not collecting something tangible or looking for something, it's very rewarding to just explore and look through every little nook and cranny um, in each of the floors just to appreciate the amount of detail that, that's gone into the game. Yeah, because so many of these floors, it's not like you're just encountering the same things over and over again or the same kind of room layouts. It's like you'll encounter a one-off thing just to find some money that had a whole mechanic that you, you won't encounter again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I don't think there's a more satisfying feeling in any game I've played recently than just sucking up everything with a <laughs> poltergust. Like, that is the most satisfying thing in any game. It It's just amazing from sheets to drawers to whatever you Knick-knacks know just, on the shelves everything <laughs> yeah, has to be smashed and sucked up yeah and then you some things that are too big for the poltergeist you can shoot it back out at stuff i mean it, it's it's uh it's pretty it's pretty fun one little thing i can add to that has been a bit of pleasure is demoing this game to people and watching them pick up the chainsaw and oh, just wondering just like all right I can bet $5 this person's going to destroy every single piece of furniture that they possibly can. And watching the delight on their faces has been just one of the funniest things. Because it's like, I haven't seen one single person just pick it up and go, oh, this is cool. I'll just cut the rope. No, no. It's like, can we cut the bed? Oh, man. Cut everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just cracks me up. That's that's how I felt when I found a couple places where you can plug your poltergust into an outlet to get more oh yeah suction that power. part is crazy and <laughs> at first you kind of like i i, I kind of suck down all the stuff in the background that reveals this um that reveals a door but i didn't stop there i like sucked in the the wall and then i sucked in the door i i guess i could have walked through the door i'll never know because i just destroyed <laughs> everything and then just kind of cruised over to the hidden area that it uncovered it's pretty funny because luigi is like i mean a lot of the game is just learning to love luigi's flaw <laughs> he's just like so scared and everything but um it's so funny how like most of his uh facial expressions are like just terrified but then as soon as you like get a ghost in the poltergeist or something he just like goes nuts and he's got like this crazy look on his face and he's just like <laughs> he's slamming, slamming the ghosts around <laughs> or when he's like you know, when he plugs into the wall and he's just like going crazy on the um on the whatever's in the the level at the time so it's pretty crazy. Another thing, do you know the only other place where the Poltergeist G00 appears in in a game? Oh, wait, are you going to say Super Smash Bros. Ultimate? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. I so that's he, what he uses in the game. I remember in the re, in the the reveal trailer for um Simon Belmont, and you see Luigi in there, and he's using that. The, yeah. He's shooting out the suction cup, which hadn't appeared in the previous games before. Yeah. And then later on, we saw that he had it in the. Uh, in the in the in the Super Smash Brothers game, and now we see it, you know, where it all came <laughs> from. Official Luigi's Mansion debut, Three, yeah, yeah, that was great. <laughs> and one other thing that nice I callback, <laughs> I enjoy about this game a lot is playing uh, two player. Like I played a lot with my son, where he's Luigi and I'm Luigi, and we solve puzzles together, and we were just playing through the main game. There's lots of multiplayer, separate multiplayer modes and stuff too that are fun. But even just the main game, just kind of both of you walk into a room and search different corners and kind of solve the puzzles together. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. As a co-op game, it, it's it's so fun. I mean, um, yeah, like I was saying, just so many just little charming elements to it that when you play with somebody else, it's just that much more fun. Cool. Well, now let's get, move on to Player's Pulse. Um, this is the section where we um, read comments sent in by the listeners. And uh, we actually went back in, we hadn't done this in a while, into the Nintendo Power Podcast mailbox and um, and checked out some of the comments that have been coming in lately from you guys. And uh, so keep doing that. We do check them out and, and uh, eventually get to them. So the first comment I want to read comes from Ralph. And he says, I just wanted to thank you for shouting out Mole Mania. I adored that game. And it and Donkey Kong for Game Boy turned me on to the puzzle platformer, which was my favorite genre as a kid. I was thinking that you should introduce a segment where you talk about Nintendo memories, or at least Nintendo power memories. You have a wealth of them, I'm sure. First of all, that's a great idea. I'm definitely gonna <laughs> think about that one. Because I wanted to ask you if if uh, if there's any games that maybe like Mole Mania, uh, you know, are lesser known games that maybe not everybody has heard about or played, but that you still really enjoyed. Demetrius, do you have one in mind? Uh, yeah, um, I think this is a little known, but back on the Nintendo DS, Platinum made a space game uh, called Infinite Space. And it was an incredible game. It was really, really interesting and out there. Essentially, you would command different ships and then go on explorations, and it had a big story. It was kind of almost like an RPG. But the interesting thing about this game was when you got a new ship, you had to learn how to make it go and run and maximize its output. To do that, you would actually open up the ship's blueprint and then fit all of its compartments, like Tetris pieces, into the ship to make it actually work. Huh. And it wasn't just like each ship had its own unique parts. You had to learn how to collect different parts and then put those compartments together to make the ship actually work. It was really, really an interesting game. Kind of hard, but I loved it nonetheless. I don't think I ever got a chance to actually get to the final end, but I've played it multiple times. And one of these days, I'm going to keep going and get it, finally beat it. I remember that game. I don't think I ever tried it, but I remember it was a really different kind of game from Platinum Games, yeah. Yeah, it was a really, really cool game. Very different for them, so I really appreciated that as well. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I have too many um, just super under-the-radar games, um, you know, from my heyday, but... Um, well, you kind of mentioned a couple earlier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a couple games I'm always finding on, on current, you know, on Nintendo Switch. Um you know, Nintendo 64 was really like kind of the the Nintendo console I grew up with um, playing a lot of. I mean, I played a lot of like Banjo-Kazooie, um, you know, like everybody played GoldenEye and all those games. Um, uh, Jeff Wars Gemini was one that... Mm. Um, That's I, kind of a cult favorite. Yeah, you mention it now to people and they're like... Some people was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And some people were like, hmm, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like what's that? But um, it's one of those ones that's super nostalgic for me. Um, 
and uh, when I was a kid, I mean, it definitely felt like it was difficult at the time, but you know, maybe now I play it and it won't be as difficult, but, um, yeah, I know a lot of those, uh, yeah, like classic and 64 games, that's what I grew up with. And, and a game like Jet Force Gemini, maybe is one that a little bit under the radar that not everyone who, you know, played Nintendo 64 was super familiar with. Yeah. I think it's fair to say it's definitely not as, as well known today as some of the other rare games like Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah. For me, one that comes to mind, uh, one of my go-tos, uh, uh, is pro wrestling on the NES. I got that game when I was a kid, back when I was, you know, heavy into wrestling, not not wrestling myself, but watching wrestling, and uh, and just really enjoyed the crazy characters. Uh, uh, you know, you had the, one of the wrestlers was a, like an alien called Starman. One was uh, um, a, uh, uh, like the Amazon, who was like this creature from the Black Lagoon type creature who would bite people in the face. And you could like throw somebody over the ropes and then bounce off the ropes yourself and jump over onto the outside and splash onto them. This was all crazy stuff back in the NES days where you, you know, I'd never seen anything like it. And it, and it came from Nintendo and was in one of those original black boxes. So I really love that game. I was really happy to see it come back on Nintendo Switch Online in the NES collection. So people can still check that out now. It's a lot of fun to play. Funny, funny little uh-huh. story. I just want to offer real quick because I'm just remembering it now. I don't know if you got either of you guys know, but JC dressed up as the alien star guy. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Not too long ago. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I just thought about that now. Just a little funny thing to share. <laughs> That's awesome. I got to see a picture of that. JC is Starman. Yeah, it's it's somewhere floating around. <laughs> All right. All right, I gotta see it. Yeah, I, I I feel like for um you know a lot of older games, I I often was like super interested just based off how cool the box art was. Yeah, you didn't, that's back in <laughs> yeah. the old days. That's that might have been all you had to go on. Yeah, right. You didn't have like all your you know your your multiple trailers that come out now for a game and yeah. you know everything that you see online. So. Um, I don't know how cool, I, off the top of my head, I can't recall the box art for that game, but I have a feeling it, it looked pretty cool. If I remember <laughs> correctly, somebody's getting body slammed. You know, mm-hmm. so I could probably go on uh, on Nintendo Switch right now and check it out, but um, yeah, I'll have to take a look. We'll later. have to play. We'll have, <laughs> to, have to play. We'll have to wrestle. The challenge. I me, call yeah. uh, Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more uh, reader comment here from John. He says, uh, "How are you toting your Nintendo Switch around? You have a bag, or do you have a bag specifically for it? Or are you carrying around a backpack most of the time?" You guys mentioned playing the system at the DMV and in a restaurant, but when I think about the last time I did either one of those, I don't know how I would have. I don't know how I would have my Nintendo Switch with me without having a bag of some sort to carry it around in. Uh, personally, I uh, I always um, put it in a Mario Kart uh, carrying case. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it stores uh, you know it stores a few games, and um, I can fit a cleaning cloth in there and everything. It's nice and safe. And then I I do usually pop that into my backpack that I just carry back and forth from home to work. So that's pretty easy for me. You know, you could tell a lot about a person by how they carry their Nintendo. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm a similar way where it's, I, I have um, just like a, it's not like a Mario Kart themed case or anything. It's just kind of a black case with Nintendo Switch logo on it. But, um, you know, it's got like a couple cases for cartridges in there and um, it's got like a little pouch and I tend to just like throw a lot of cartridges in there when I don't have enough room in the uh-huh. cases. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of, and I keep like a cleaning cloth in there. So... Um, I tend to just carry that case around with me everywhere. I even just throw it in my backpack. 
Um, every now and then, you know, like if I'm like just in a rush, I'll just, I'll just kind of like hold my switch a lot of places. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I play a lot, so, um, yeah, it, whatever is the most easiest, but in generally I carry that case with me. So same, I, I have the same type of case actually. I just put it in my messenger bag and I have probably too many cards to bring with me. <laughs> yeah. So I always carry tons of games on me, even though I play digital as well. There was one time early on when I, uh, I think I took the Joy-Con off of my Nintendo Switch and I put just the, the console portion in my back pocket in my oh, Joy-Con in my front pocket. And I was like, hey, this kind of works. And then like a second later, I was like, no, this is a terrible idea. I'm going to destroy this thing. <laughs> yeah, I actually had a backpack that has um uh, a pouch in it for your Nintendo Switch. And so... Um, you don't have to actually put a case in there. You just put the 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 console in that part. Oh, yeah, so. and actually, um, recently, like I've been uh, walking around a lot with Nintendo Switch Lite, and so that one, I can put in my pocket, and that's <laughs> that's really nice. Cool. All right, well, guys, it is now time for Warp Zone. This is the quiz we have every episode, where we see if you guys can guess games that came out ten, twenty, or thirty years ago. And of course, for this uh, this episode, we're going to be looking at games that released during the month of November. So, gotta make sure I can't <laughs> see my notes over here. All right. So the first game this came out ten years ago in November of two thousand and nine. The clues are: Nintendo published its first four-player platforming game on Wii, in which you could dress up in a repeller hat or a penguin suit, or use the Super Guide to have the CPU clear a tough course. Any guesses? New Super Mario Brothers. Close. You're missing something at the end there. New Super Mario Brothers Wii? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. New Super okay. Mario Brothers Wii. I'm going to take all the credit for that, Dimitri. <laughs> <laughs> that was I, a team I definitely effort. nailed that one. All right. 20 years ago, in November of 1999, Nintendo published a 3D platformer for Nintendo 64. Anthony, this is your heyday. <laughs> With a crew of five playable characters, some of which you could describe as tiny, lanky, and chunky, who gathered nine different kinds of collectibles while trying to save their homeland. Any guesses? Oh, man. I Donkey like Kong I 64. Like, I, I feel like Sorry, I what was that, Demetrius? Donkey Kong 64. That's it. Oh, yeah. It's so weird, you know, like when <laughs> when you hear it, like, put together in, like, a kind of a puzzling way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one you could play as Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong, Tiny Kong, Lanky Kong, and Chunky Kong. That's right. That's also one of my um, my favorites from, even though I didn't get the question right, um, I, I did love that game. <laughs> that game was awesome to me. I so. love the DK yeah. rap. I love listening to the DK rap while I'm playing Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Oh, yeah. All right, the last one, 30 years ago. This is all the way back in November of 1989. And the clues are, Nintendo brought a handheld phenomenon to NES that could be played in either A-type or B-type and got its name from the number four. Any guesses? Tetris? That's it, Tetris, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Tetris comes from the word Tetra, which means the number four. I did not know that until I recently read the Tetris manual for NES. (laughs) Because by rearranging four squares, you can create the seven shapes that are used in Tetris. Oh, wow. Great job. Yeah, three for a, three, you guys. That's that's all Demetrius. He, he nailed it. <laughs> I, lo- I love games. <laughs> We're going to finish things off here with Game Forecast. Where we take a quick look ahead at some key Nintendo Switch games coming out in November. I'm just running through the list here. On November 5th, we have Just Dance 2020 from Ubisoft. Also on November 5th is Mario & Sonic at the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020 from Sega. On November 8th, we have Disney Sum Sum Festival from Bandai Namco Entertainment, Layton's Mystery Journey, uh, Catriel and the Millionaire's Conspiracy Deluxe Edition from Level 5, 
and the new Super Lucky's Tale from Playful. Then on November 11th, we have Romancing Saga 3 from Square Enix. On November 14th, we have Sparklight from Red Blue Games. On November 15th, we have Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield from Nintendo. November 20th, Children of Morta from 11-Bit Studios. And then finally, on November 21st, we've got The Tourist from Shinnin Multimedia. Um, guys, what jumps out to you from this list? I mean, a yeah, lot we, of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of games there. I mean, we all, um, you know, we're all excited for Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, you know, I, I mean, I don't think you have to be from any particular um, era of games to, to really love Pokemon. It's kind of, uh, everybody loves that. So excited for that. New Super Lucky's Tale, that's one that um, I'm very excited for as well. Um, I love that style of game, and it just looks like it has so much, uh, so many fun moments, so polished. So um, I'm really excited for, for those as a couple. And you mentioned the, um, the uh, the latent game. I, I actually have not played those in the past, so I kind of want to try that out. For me, um, I think there's two that stand out. Uh, I'm really looking forward to actually playing Mario and Sonic at the Olympics 2020. Um, I, I really enjoyed playing the karate game. And I think that will be really fun yeah. to play those type of games with my girlfriend. She's a gamer too, so I'm really looking forward to playing those. Uh, for me, just by myself, I think Children of Morta seems really, really cool. I'm a really big fan of roguelike games. I've, that's probably like the majority of style of games I've played. And with the art style of this game and just being able to kind of play a, a similar mm-hmm. style of roguelike with your like a family members and characters sounds really interesting. It's a fascinating game to me. Cool, yeah. I, I second all those uh, options and, and a lot more that are on here as well. But one I, uh, in particular that's caught my interest is The Tourist from Shannon. This had a weird look to it. I, I guess you could maybe describe it. The graphics, they're kind of blocky. It almost looks like um, you know, you're, you're looking at um, not toys, but models or even a little Minecrafty. although even that doesn't accurately describe it. But I encourage anyone to kind of look up the trailer online for this game. It kind of has a weird mystery vibe going for it and a lot of just kind of exploring an island and finding these secret locations and and kind of solving some puzzles. So uh, the unique look really um, attracted my attention when I first saw the trailer, but then when I, I saw some of what the action was like, that just got me even more interested. So looking forward to that one. And like you said, Pokemon Sword, Shield, all these other games. And there's a lot here uh, to get excited about. And my, my family and my kids especially, I'm sure, are going to want to play Just Dance 2020, so I'll probably... Totally wear myself out <laughs> playing that game too i feel like between just dance 2020 and mario and sonic you should have enough to keep the party going in november <laughs> absolutely um, a lot those are games you can kind of say yeah. you know thanksgiving parties uh holiday yeah. parties you can you can be set when the family yeah. comes over with those games yeah and i was gonna say for mario and sonic um you know from what i've seen and, and played so far i mean you've got a lot of good laughs in that game I mean, it's just, it's crazy seeing like Wario do a handstand or whatever, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's pretty funny. So I like the look of the, the 8-bit style games that are in there yeah. too, the retro stuff. Yeah. And, and I think uh, you guys mentioned also the karate game in there. That's a ton of fun. It's I like, I played so that. Fun. I was playing, you know, a demo with, with some buddies and um, I think there's a demo now on Nintendo Switch and it's just like, we got so just crazy competitive over it, but it is like a very fun like party game i think people will have a lot of fun it's with. fun to watch uh, peach beat up on bowser in that yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. peach counter a bowser grab i mean you'd see that in, in super smash bros but it's uh <laughs> it's just funny seeing them doing it in, on the karate stage absolutely all right well demetrius and anthony thanks so much for coming on the show yeah, thank thanks you thanks a lot i'll see you next time 
That's it for this episode of Nintendo Power Podcast. If you have any comments or questions you'd like us to consider answering on the show, you can email us at nintendopowerpodcast at noa.nintendo.com. Also, we always appreciate it if you can leave a review, and be sure to subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they're ready. Thanks for listening, and keep playing with power. Power.